The death of the pension system is a story that needs to be told. In 1980, 83% of private sector workers had a pension. It was the traditional way to fund retirement. By 2018, that number had dropped to only 17%. Today, we are talking about how 401ks became our go-to retirement option, the death of the pension system, and who is responsible for this shift in how we plan to fund our retirement years. Welcome back to Economics with Dr. A. If you're new here, my name is Dr. Abdullah Al-Bahrani, and I'm an associate professor of economics at the Hale College of Business at Northern Kentucky University. On this channel, we cover economic and business topics to make sense of the world we live in. Today, we're talking about how 401ks and how Ted Bina, a benefit consultant at the Johnson Companies, is credited for creating a change in our retirement systems. More importantly, we will discuss why when asked about his views on the 401k, Ted says he created a monster. The days of having a secure job with a pension are long gone. The most common way to fund retirement is through 401ks. Over the past 40 years, we have shifted from what we call a defined benefit retirement system to a defined contribution system. This shift has been both bad and good. It also has a lot to do with why work stability looks very different today compared to the job stability of our parents and grandparents. Long gone are the days where an employee spends their entire career at one company. That change has a lot to do with the death of the pension system. To understand the economic state of our current retirement system, we need to take a journey through history. In 1978, Congress passed the Revenue Act of 1978. The law had a provision titled Section 401k. The provision allowed employees a tax-free way to defer compensation from bonuses or stock options. The idea was to allow employees receiving additional payments to choose to push that payment into future years and receive preferential tax treatment for that decision. It is rumored that Congress passed this law to limit companies creating tax-advantaged profit-sharing plans that mostly benefited executives. Those plans, called CODAs, short for cash or deferred arrangements, were only available to executives. The IRS, in an attempt to regulate tax-favored profit-sharing plans, introduced Section 401k to allow quote-unquote ordinary workers to receive contributions made by their employers. The initial version of the law was a page and a half, much shorter than the current version of the law, which is more than 50 pages long. The law went into effect in January of 1980, and initially it was not that popular. That is, till Ted Bina entered the picture. Ted was a benefit consultant, and his interpretation of the law is what created the 401k we know today. See, the initial law was intended for employers to contribute on behalf of their employees into a savings account and did not include any language about employees contributing themselves. However, Ted's interpretation of the 401k allowed employees to contribute to the savings account with pre-tax dollars 
and allowed employers to match that contribution. That was the birth of the 401k matching system. According to Ted Bina in an interview, he says that there, the law was really intended only for employer contributions, but there wasn't anything there saying that they could not do a match or the employees couldn't put money in pre-tax. So, quote, I chose to take the more aggressive interpretation. And this interpretation would save people a lot of money because in 1980, the highest marginal tax rate was a whopping 70%. So employees would benefit from putting pre-tax dollars into future uh, fund that they could access in the future. From there, 401k savings plans started to pop up across the country, but they did not become popular till 1981 when the IRS confirmed Ted's view and assured employers that they can defer payroll compensation to a 401k savings account. By 1982, nearly half of all large U.S. companies were offering 401k plans, and by mid-1980s, half of all companies were offering 401k accounts. Today, Americans have roughly $7.2 trillion invested in 401k accounts. We are able to contribute $23,000 pre-tax dollars for uh, the year 2024. You and your employer receive preferential tax treatment by using the 401k. What Ted Fina found as a loophole would change the way we think of retirement, and it would change how we perceive our relationship with our employer. It is hard to imagine that in the 1970s, no one discussed retirement accounts or worried how much to save for the future. See, pensions provided participants with a defined benefit and the security of continuous retirement income. While it's easy to be nostalgic about the pension system and the security they provided, pensions require participants to work a specific amount of time to earn their pension. And therefore, this forces employees to stay at the company to qualify for that pension. One benefit of the 401k retirement system is that the employee owns it, and it increases employee flexibility and mobility of workers, allowing them to move to industries and jobs that provide them with better employment terms and still control their retirement account. As the U.S. economy shifted away from manufacturing and towards service employments, employees needed more flexibility to switch jobs. 401ks provided that flexibility. 401ks provided workers with more power to leave and pursue new opportunities. With that said, it's important to keep in mind that Ted Bina envisioned a world where 401ks were an additional way to save for the future and not a substitute to the pension funds. Providing employees with flexibility empowered them to find new opportunities. This is another reason why we need to consider if health insurance should be associated with employment. The story of health insurance and retirement accounts is a similar conversation. I expect that it would also increase employee flexibility if our health insurance was not tied to employment contracts. But I digress. The benefits of 401k is it provides more flexibility. But what are the costs? The shift from pension to 401k retirement planning has put more of the financial burden of planning and investing on the individual. This increases the need for financial literacy education at the individual level. Pensions allow decisions to be centralized at the employer, 
but now the financial decisions were individual choices. While our financial system provides more choices today than it did previously, it comes with a lot of financial worry. For instance, one issue that Ted Bina has been vocal about is the growth of investment fees that we experienced in the 1980s. In an interview with Motley Fool, Ted, in reference to retirement investment post uh, the 401k introduction, he said, Talking about cleaning it up for two reasons. One, it had become much too complex. And the other is the cost of participants became much higher than what it should have been. And I have another book, uh, you know, that I wrote uh, three years ago, you know, uh, 401k 40 years later. And I detail in that what happened to fees. And the story is pretty ugly, you know, what happened to fees. Whether you think pensions or 401ks are better, what is clear is that we need to be informed. Learning about the history, politics, business, and financial outcomes of this shift from pensions to 401k savings plans teaches us a lot about how the world that we live in actually works. Leave a comment and tell us if your employer offers a 401k and if you participate. 68% of employed Americans participate in their employer plan. That number is too low. Tell me if you enjoyed this video and if you have any additional questions. Thank you for joining us on Econ with Dr. A.